0: And welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we explore the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. In this, our fifth season, we are looking at Joe Johnston's 2011 film, Captain America, The First Avenger. I'm Andy Nelson from The Next Reel. Oh, hi,
1: Andy. I'm Pete Wright, also from The Next Reel. Great to see you here.
0: (laughs) Today, we are talking about Minute 13, which begins with uh, Howard Stark introducing himself, and it ends... With Steve looking off into the distance at something that has caught his eye. Joining us on the show today, from Season 2, is Rob Cabosco. And from Season 3, it's Kyle Olson. Hey!
2: <laughs> bitter, bitter rivals. Hi, Kyle. Oh, nice to meet you. What are you doing? Oh, are you yeah. Doing? I, 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 I've heard a couple of your episodes. Oh, yeah. Well, just, just a few. That whole Season 2 was a blur. <laughs> yeah. I didn't say I was a fan. I just said I heard him.
0: I, yeah, I heard you. I heard you. <laughs> <laughs> listen to the, listen to these two. It's like it's like old bickering uh, wives. I, as I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> so we are walking into this. Uh, we're finally getting Howard Stark to introduce himself. Now you two are pretty familiar with Howard Stark, but not this Howard Stark. Not this younger version. Yeah, I will say
2: John Slattery looks great, doesn't he? <laughs> that de aging stuff. That de aging stuff's crazy. I know,
0: man. <laughs> you know that's actually an interesting point. They was there ever any talk in your big, big Marvel book about the reason that they chose to, I mean, maybe they just thought, you know, we're spending so much time and money on Steve Rogers and all of that. Let's not go into the de-aging sort of stuff that obviously Marvel does later, because they certainly could have taken Slattery and, you know, de-aged him 30 years to kind of play this particular iteration of the character.
3: Nothing. Very true. Yeah, I didn't see anything. I I think at at yeah,
2: I I I, well, from what I understand, um, this the getting slattery was kind of a big deal for for John Favreau. Like he basically got him for a day because he was shooting Mad Men. Like he was, you know, he was he's a yeah busy busy guy featured player on Mad Men, and so Mad Men was was still shooting at this time. So I think it would have been much harder to get. Plus, thirty years, I think you can get away with the recasting
0: yeah I just I, they, they're really good at doing that now, you know, like the younger Michael oh, yeah. Douglas when he's talking to them, stuff like that. it's It's pretty interesting uh, the way things shake out, but uh, but we have Dominic Cooper here playing the uh, the 1940s version, and you know honestly, it makes sense to cast somebody who they knew we could also have in this TV show that we're spinning up uh, following uh, Agent Carter, True. and that way we have this person who can be around for a lot more time. So, it all makes sense why they would do it.
1: Well, I'm curious what you guys think of Dominic uh here as as Howard Stark because I I feel like now Slattery is the is the odd man out. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, true.
2: well technically he's this is the Dominic is the third person yeah, to play right Stark because in as you know cuz you guys did you know Iron Man, Gerard was, uh, Sanders. That's right. Yeah. Nobody, Nobody
1: talks about a poor Gerard. Nobody talks about poor Gerard. Man. Yeah. No, we don't talk about
2: Gerard. It's the, it's, the, it's the period Howard doesn't like to talk about. I yeah. was trying a different look, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think Dominic is great. I think, I think, I mean, obviously, he's a very well-established actor. He would go on to to do Preacher for a number of things. So back in the comic book world, uh, and uh, once again, another Brit playing an American, uh, and and doing so flawlessly. You would never know. It's just it's like the first time you hear Andrew Garfield speak, and you're like, whoa, wait, what?
0: Yeah. <laughs> He does it quite well. Uh, Dominic do Cooper, about? we're going to do the IMDb game real quick, then we'll jump oh, back okay. to talking about him. What are the four films that you would say he is known for on IMDb? I will tell you right now, they are all films. They are all films. They are, there is no TV. Wow. Yeah. I think of him
2: much more as a
1: television guy. I don't either. I think
0: that this would This one? Yeah. <laughs> this one.
1: I, I, don't, I couldn't <laughs> name another movie he was in. Do you want to give some hints?
0: Well, there's... Uh, let's see. There's a period... Are they ones we know? Well... <laughs> There's, there's one that I would think that you – I'm sure you've heard of all of these. I don't know if any of you would have seen any of these. I'll, I'll just – I'll tell you because, you know, I don't want to drag this out too long. From 2011, it's the film The Devil's Double. Do you remember that movie? Never even no. heard of it. Ah. Uh, it was I, – I remember the poster. It's like the, a guy who's like, – I mean, it lo- it's like Goldfinger. He's completely painted gold. He's wearing a gold outfit. Everything in the image is Gold. And uh, I, I very much remember uh, this world. It was all about like Saddam Hussein and oh yeah, uh, like his son I think is what it was. Yes, about. yeah, mm. okay. That was um, that was that film. So that's the first one, and I think he's the lead. So I think that's likely why um, he was in the film My Week with Marilyn, also from 2011. What? That's what? the uh, film Michelle about Williams. Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, Michelle Williams. He's playing not Marilyn in Monroe. that movie you in that movie. Bonkers.
1: No, it's Eddie
0: Redmayne <laughs> is in that movie. He's not in that movie. It's a movie with more than two people, Pete. <laughs> Believe it or <laughs> not. Kenneth Branagh is in know? that movie. Now there's three, say. and
1: one of them is not <laughs> Dominic Cooper.
0: Uh, the third film is, of course, Captain America the First Avenger. So that's three films from 2011, plus wow. the film The Duchess, the Cure Knightly Ray Fiennes film oh. from 2008. So, yeah, it's a little trickier to kind of run down the list of films that he had been in but um you know Toby jones, been in things like
1: four people in the maryland monroe <laughs> and not one of them is <laughs> downy he's not listed in main cast i feel like imdb is trolling me <laughs>
0: toby jones will be showing up later on here this yeah, i know i know little crossover event that we had back then mm-hmm. that's very funny all right so uh but this is this is this version of howard stark that's kind of like this this eager inventor that we're getting here. We get this guy. He's invented basically like this flying car. He's converted this, uh, this beautiful, beautiful car. Um, and he's, he's taken the wheels off. We see the girls. He talks about, uh, with stark gra- gravitic reversion technology. God, try saying that a few times fast. Stark gravitic reversion technology. It reverses gravity. And, uh, when they take the tires off, it reveals these, uh, these things in place of the wheels that basically reverse gravity and the car floats. Obviously, it's something that he's still working on, as we see. But this is like this early, eager beaver sort of Howard Stark. And I kind of like that with this character.
2: This is much more the Howard Hughes. Yes. Yes. I think, which, was, gonna which was say the original that. inspiration, yes. of course, for Tony Stark. Now they have sort of have moved it
1: onto him, so it's much more of that kind of half Errol Flynn. Certainly better fits the, the, the era, too. I mean, it's yeah. so easy, hand to glove. I feel like we sh- we can't move on past this minute when he introduces Gravitic reversion technology. The thing that is dramatically undersold is how lightweight the actual tires are that the girls remove. <laughs> Do you notice how easily they take the tires and... Whiffed uh-huh. them away. Those They're prop, were prop props. Yeah, props no, no, no. Those were Howard Stark yes. Amazo tires. And uh... <laughs> Oh, Amazo is actually from yeah. D.C. It's in, it's in the book. Uh, Rob's got the book. He just hadn't read that far yet. I'm sure it's in there. The, the Amazo tires. Tireless tires. Funny
2: you should mention books, though. There actually is a section on this in one of the Marvel books. This is in the Wakanda Files. They actually have a section on this, and they actually have the patent that... Howard Star for this for this exact car, like for, yeah. for gravitic version. And they actually say they don't he, he uses a version, but he actually is in the in the patent calls it a gravity shield.
1: Oh so wow. like that's the
2: idea is that he has like some sort of energy bubble that's going on the bottom of it that's like you know negating the gravity around it.
0: Yeah. That feels very Star Wars really. A little bit, yeah. Like land speeder. Like I feel like yeah, that's what like they're the, using on those. Like the you repulsor
2: know? lifts? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, and then huh. uh, it goes on to, say, a it, it, it jump into the future. Uh, he then shows off this same technology to the military on July 30th and crashes the car into a second-story building. <laughs> like the, It goes right through the thing. There's a, there's a, there's a picture, but it's a drawing, uh, of the car, the back end of the car. Out you know, jutting out of the building. And so what's interesting it, on that? The second does not go well.
3: It's an it's another
2: Series sixty two Cadillac. It looks like, but it's green. Yeah, yeah, it's hmm, not The green one. What? Yeah. yeah, so it's not this one. It's a different car.
1: Um, you, uh, speaking of different cars, is this is, is this tied in any way up to Colson's car, Lola? Yeah. Is this this, yeah, is, this is the is, same is thing.
2: A, yeah, this is a, they basically they're drawing a line that says that uh, the stuff he develops here will eventually be get into the, to the Corvette in Lola and yeah. then and future cars down the way.
0: Okay, yeah. It's fun, like these little, these little, uh, connections that they continue to find as they kind of jump through everything. Uh, although it's gotta be hell for the person whose job it is to try to remember all these different things and threads and make sure that they tie them together properly. Because as you know, in the comics, they didn't have that. And that's why we have rewriting history over and over and over again. That's why there are no prizes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> one of the things that i love about this we've had you know uh alan silvestri's score playing periodically through these last few minutes but in this uh we can start hearing the expo theme make way for tomorrow today by john powell Mm -hmm. from iron man 2 that's very faintly popping up in there and i thought that was a lovely little nod for you two having talked about that the the sherman Brothers. that's good Make way for tomorrow today that's right
1: rob go ahead and sing it please
2: uh,
3: Wait, hold on.
1: Let me check.
2: <laughs> I, I believe it's. I believe it's. Make way, make <laughs> way, make, <ways>. make <laughs> way for tomorrow, today.
3: Okay. Shermer <laughs> Brothers lyrics. they man. They they get in your head. And they really, never come. Leave. yeah. Really, so you really know what? I I, I got to see when you're talking about Stark as we we've talked about him before. You know what? I realized in this really focusing on this this minute, I like Dominic Cooper's Stark over uh Slattery. <gasps> Heresy. Yeah. And here's why Because, okay, you know what I love in the first moment of this minute is He gets a kiss from one of the people And mm-hmm. he immediately takes out his handkerchief yeah. And I thought, equal parts Oh, I want, don't want the lipstick on But it's Howard Stark, no, he's a germaphobe
1: yes. Going to the uh, Howard yeah, Hughes thing, absolutely. right? Absolutely,
3: yeah Yeah, Yeah. that's immediately that. Like, oh God! I mean, like, yeah, you're a woman, but no, 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 I don't want you to kiss me. So you got that, and and (laughs) I really kissed her. But your point stands. Did, but the fact that immediately he's like, I got to get rid of the germs. He's a germaphobe
1: and a showman.
3: Yes, exactly. And I love the the much more of the the grungier sort of like get his hands dirty, do this. And then you know, as you know, this character is this depiction. Of this character shown is he's out on his on his boat, like doing an undercover agent mission, like all this other <laughs> stuff. Slattery, I don't ever see Slattery doing that. Slattery's always in a suit with Jarvis, and he's drinking tea, like that's and, and, the and being a bad dad. Yeah. Yes, right. Like, like,
0: yeah, he's the older version who's like for his ten year old son. <laughs> He's had the success and now he's kind of like the fat cat and he's just kind of like sitting back and and not as active or eager anymore. You know, like, it, it, there is that kind of feel with him.
3: I love. So I love this one. He's
1: Brian. Brian Doyle Murray in, in Christmas Vacation. Give me somebody. Oh. Give me somebody while I'm waiting.
0: <laughs> That's who I seek with flatteries. <laughs> the thing that I also just kind of love about uh, about Howard is well, and I'm trying to figure out, like we talked about in the last minute, how uh, the the change in the script line and kind of like the change in impression from from Howard to uh, Tony, as far as like the girl's not here because it's him or anything like that. Um, but we have this moment. He comes out and yes, he, he kisses the Stark girl. We've got that row of Stark girls on the stage. None of them are credited except for the one he kisses, who is credited. Uh, that is uh, Mo- Molly Fitzgerald playing that stark girl. And she gives him the microphone. But we have a woman holler out from the audience, uh, I love you, Howard. And he <laughs> doesn't do anything, he doesn't respond. And I was like, that's actually a really interesting character uh, difference that we have between father and son. Because if that was True. Tony, and we actually see that, as I recall yeah, at right. the very beginning of our man, too, okay, I love nice. you too. But yeah. we don't get that here, and that's you know, it's I mean, it's the era. But also, I just kind of I like that there is a little bit of that kind of difference that they're implying between father and son here.
2: Very true. I also like that there's something that 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 they're doing here that they're they're showing a little bit of the feet of clay thing that Marvel is known for. That when you meet Steve, like his first major thing is. Getting his butt kicked in, a, in an alleyway—that's his first action scene. Uh, and then when you meet Howard for the first time, it's not a grand success; it's a huge failure on an epic stage. And, and so, like, and we're going to obviously then he comes back later on, and you get to so it's it's not establishing it like these are the best and brightest. It's like no, these are these are guys who are just trying to do what they can do, you know, and and not always succeeding at everything. I, I think it's a very interesting way, especially for a uh, you know a four color comic book movie uh, to be to show the the flaws in their in their heroes right from the start
3: but i think that's also reflective of their of the time even in that like that that early 20th late late uh uh, 19th century early 20th century was all of the inventions of the time were not based on nobody invented anything immediately they invented it after thousands of failures right so i mean like that is all part of that that story that these guys i i love the fact that yeah it is it is he is introduced in a moment of weakness But I think that's just part of part of his his life in trying to figure figure out the answers to things. They don't quit, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. That's critical. That's absolutely critical. Yeah. Uh, We have this great moment here, Uh, Steve. (laughs) We talked about at some point he bought a bag of peanuts. Nuts to you, Andy. That's the moment happens here. (laughs) Oh boy, I tell you, boy, Steve. He's trying to be the good date. He offers yeah. peanuts to Bonnie. She looks at them and just glares at him like how dare he. And she's actually scripted as looking at the peanuts with scorn. Uh, what <laughs> like w- why? Like w- is it just because it's this scrawny guy that that uh, I mean we've seen it a million times trying to hook you up with uh, you know uh, the the you know, the friend that in some way seems lesser or whatever. And that it, it is it just because, like, Bucky is trying to hook her up with this, you know, puny person? I'm not sure. Or does she just not like peanuts? <laughs> it's the peanuts. That bag is awfully tiny. She knows his
3: hands. His hand. His fingers have had to get all the way inside that bag to get the nuts. <laughs> I don't want to put my fingers in there. Well,
2: I think, I think it's I interesting that you're talking about put the... I don't want to put my the fingers
3: in there. <laughs> wait, and, and the, that's, that's not that the title. Episode, oh, wait. That's title. That's no, the uh, no, that's not the title of this episode. No. What's the title of this episode? No tires, no hover, no nuts.
2: <laughs> 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 he's still got it. He's still got oh, it. But I think what you were talking about before with the third wheel, well, now he's become a fifth wheel. Yes. Because to Howard Stark. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like that's I think that's that's part of it too. It's not only is she disappointed because she's not with Bucky, but now oh my god, there's Howard Stark and it's just like who's this guy? Like but yeah. Yeah, don't interrupt me when I'm looking at Howard Stark. I only get to look at Howard Stark for this presentation because she I think came to the the expo to see Howard Stark because she's the one who says it's starting. Yep. Right. Yeah, she's not there to see Steve, she's there to see Howard. <laughs>
0: It, you know, in the script, Howard actually has another line, and i, I it's a fun line. I can't decide. I, I honestly don't think they need it, but it was kind of fun. He says, ladies, you know how hard it can be putting on makeup in a car that's bouncing like a kangaroo on a trampoline? <laughs> wow. <laughs> that oh, was...
1: That's old.
0: <laughs> Man, I hope that never got shot. <laughs> oh.
2: That line should be
0: taken out and shot. It's a lot wow. It's, it's a lot. There's a lot yeah. going on in that line. <laughs> oh, my ladies. gosh. Ladies. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. and that's why we like second drafts. (laughs) Um, I don't think I have anything else for this minute. Do any of you have any last thoughts? No, I wonder what Steve's looking at. What is Steve looking at? Clearly, Bonnie's uh, scorn that she threw his way with the peanuts has caused him to say, you know what, I'm just going to look elsewhere. And something catches his eye. What could could it be?
1: Could not look further from the potential date. Could not look further. That's right. All the way around,
0: (laughs) all the way around. (laughs) (laughs) He has completely given up on this attempt at, at helping Bucky have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> Bucky's going to be fine. Bucky <laughs> will be fine. Absolutely.
1: Well, eventually. eventually I
0: know. Always oh, got some problems coming in. So. All right. Kyle and Rob, thanks, as always, for joining us here back on season five, Marvel Movie Minute. Talking about Minute 13.
2: You're welcome. We made way for tomorrow today.
0: You sure did. And are you going to be able to be with us tomorrow for Minute 14? well In, all right
1: indubitably are you kidding andy they could do this all week
0: <laughs> hey look at that look at that any, gonna, right. I
1: can, any variation of that you're line just, we'll figure it out throw, by the end of this season
0: don't even worry about it you will have said that so many more times than the rest of the people on this planet it will be <laughs> almost painful by that point uh, remember, everybody, uh, you can become a member of the show and members get early access to the episodes and also hiatus, like bonus episodes that we drop. Uh, you know, Before the season started, we had a, us talking about uh, Joe Johnston's The Wolfman, and we had talking about Chris Evans in The Losers, uh, along with some early Captain America films, the Marvel one-shots, all sorts of fun stuff. So you can learn more at truestory.fm slash Minute. Most it'll cost is $5 per a month or $55 per year. And uh, I guess that's everything. So, Pete, thanks as always. No,
1: thank you, Andy. It's been a real treat to see you here again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Until next time, true believers.
1: Marvel Movie Minute is a production of True Story FM, engineering by Andy Nelson. This season's music is Spread the News by Anthony Vega, and this season's show art is by Winston Yabo. Find the show at truestory.fm, and if your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, consider doing that for this show.